Hello and welcome to Scottish Clans. I'm Clint, and today we're going to be discussing the Hamilton War Cry. Before I get into that, let me give a shout out to my sponsor, USA Kilts. They have awesome kilts. I enjoy wearing my kilts so much, and they also have a really cool YouTube channel, and I've failed to mention the exact name of their YouTube channel in previous episodes, although I think if you just go look for USA Kilts, it's easy to find. But the actual name of their YouTube channel is USA Kilts and Celtic Traditions. They have tons of great content on there, so go check them out on YouTube or at usakilts.com. Now, <clears throat> the Hamiltons. The Hamilton War Cry, as I, as I titled this episode, the story for that war cry is pretty short, but I do think it's a good story. And while I'm introducing the Hamilton War Cry, let me just say that if any of you listening listening to this come from a clan that has, even if it's just a legend, it doesn't need to be actually tacked down, hardcore, no kidding, proven true, but if there is a legend amongst a clan that you were affiliated to or with that has a legend of how they got their war cry, please contact me. Um, you know what, there's a few different ways you can do this, but contact me and let me give me the source so I can read it and I can do more episodes in this vein. I've done one before like this, and that was the McFarland's War Cry, Loch Sloy. And that was easy for me because all I had to do was go back to the the uh, the very book that got me started on this whole Scottish clans kick. So please let me know if you have some kind of source that I need to check out and I can do more of these episodes because <clears throat> I found that these stories were harder to find than I thought they would be. Um, and because this account from the Hamiltons is pretty short, let me give you just a little bit of background on who the Hamiltons were. So they probably came from a Norman background, although we can't exactly pin down the link as we can with some other clans. Now, some people say they come, they're connected to the Beaumonts, which were a very powerful Norman family in England. The, Nor the Beaumont family became the Earls of Leicester, and within that shire of Leicester, Leicestershire, there was a manor called Hamilton, with a D instead of a T, and it's H-A-M-E-L-D-O-N. And so there's that connection. Also, the coats of arms between the Beaumonts and the Hamiltons do bear similarities. Now, those are clues, but they're not in and of themselves proof that this is the origin of the Hamiltons. Now, despite these clues, there is no solid genealogical link between these Anglo-Norman roots and or supposed Anglo-Norman roots and the Hamiltons of recorded history that appear in the 13th century. The, and just as a side note, the, I believe the, the, first, the first recorded Hamilton of history, it's not, he's not, look, there's, I think there's other ones that if you want to change the name just a little bit, Hamil, if you want to go with the Hamilton with the D-U-N on the end, there's others before this, but the, really the, the man that the Hamiltons traced their descent back to is a Walter Fitzgilbert de Hamilton. That sounds very like a very Norman name. Just a little note on Norman-sounding names. 
Yes, at the time period in Scotland when many of the people were adopting fixed surnames, the Normans were the upper crust of society. Now, a native dynasty with Gallic roots was was in control of the throne of Scotland. However, they had openly embraced the Normans who had forced their way into England but were being invited by this dynasty, the Canmore dynasty, into Scotland. We've talked about this before, but some of you haven't been with us very long. So th these Normans that are being invited by members of the Canmore dynasty, specifically David I, but others, uh, they're coming north from England into Scotland. They're, they're the new cool guys at school, and everybody wants to be like them. And, and because of that, a lot of people who don't have necessarily a Norman ethnic background, and meaning and linguistically we're talking in French here, they would still style their names of something with de something instead of a, a Gallic equivalent of that, or even a Strathclyde Britain, like which would sound kind of Welshish uh, equivalent of that. And so, or even a more Anglo-Saxon equivalent from the southeast of England. So there's these different cultural things going on in Scotland, but the, the cool guys were the Normans, and so a lot of people were wanting their names to sound like that. So just because somebody that we're tracing our ancestry from does have a Norman sounding name does not mean in and of itself that they were actually Normans. And like I said, the Hamiltons cannot solidly connect this genealogical gap. But they've got clues leaning that way, and I kind of lean that way in my own thoughts as I read more and more about this. But nothing's proven for sure. Just want to make that clear. Now, um, I checked up on a, I thought, well, maybe could, are there DNA projects that are out there that could actually link us to the Normans? Because if you go back and check some of my very earliest episodes out, we talk about the, the origins of the different Scottish clans, the different ethnic backgrounds that some of them have. The Normans were descended from Vikings that had settled in northern France. They had intermarried with the local French, taken on local wives, adopted French language and customs. And so culturally, linguistically, they had changed, but genetically, they were, especially in their male lines, they were descended from Viking settlers. And so their genetic haplotype marker and the Y, the y DNA, the, the male line genetic marker is what we're talking about here. Um, that there is a genetic marker that you find in the British Isles that most geneticists associate with Viking ancestry. And so, and I'll, I'll put a link to this website that I visited and saw this on there. Now, there was a lot of genetics talk on there that I didn't understand and so many markers and this and that. And, but what I did seem to come away from it, and that's this is why I'm posting the link to it so you can go and read it yourself and see what you think. But the, the uh, takeaway that I had from it was that the main male lines of the Hamilton surname do carry with it an I1, I as in India, one genetic marker, which is associated with Scandinavians, which would could, it could lead to a Norman background. It could also lead to a Viking background that has nothing to do with the Normans. But anyway, that's just another little clue, something that 
might push us a little bit more toward leaning towards the, the Norman background of the Hamiltons. Now, if all this are just clues, but none of it's proof, and let's, you know, there, what's another possibility for the origin of the, of the Hamiltons? If none of these links are even accurate, what could be going on here? And this is, this is something I wonder for a lot of the families of Scotland that that you can't, we don't know. There, there's this place name, and once upon a time, the first recorded guy was this, and you know, this name, you know, choose your name, and he all of a sudden comes up on the historical record as witnessing a charter, or being granted land, or witnessing land being granted to somebody else, and he's just on there as a witness, and it's the first time, but we otherwise have zero history of him, and we don't have all these clues to connect them to one group or another, my kind of default setting for where I, where I think that would possibly come from, where they're, they're a native family. They were a native family that predated the Normans, and sometime during this 11, 12, early 1300s, a lot, a lot of them during the 1200s, this person did something notable, gained some kind of advantage, rose up, and... Um, obtained some sort of property and now they're landholders and they now on top of that maybe they did something that distinguished them in battle or something else that popped them up on the radar of those in power and they just kind of there was upward mobility although it wasn't as upwardly mobile as a lot of us experience today so Count your blessings that you live today and not them, but it, upward mobility was not impossible back then, especially if you were starting from something, especially in this case, in my theory, a, a previous um, influential family of some sort, aristocratic family. So a native Briton of Strathclyde would, from where the Hamiltons, the part of, the Hamil of Scotland that the Hamiltons were from, if it was a native aboriginal family it would be the britons of strathclyde that that would be the background okay that's just something to throw out there just something to get your wheels turning but probably they were normans in their origin <clears throat> all right um really that's all I, I have as far as norman origins or any kind of origin theories or clues or whatever for the hamiltons now look, the where, where I'm taking a lot of my information from before I give you the, because um, I'm going to start, I'm just going to read a paragraph as I read the Hamilton War Cry here, and I'm getting it from an article titled Clan Hamilton, A History by Henry Lloyd Hamilton, FSA Scott. That's the title, and there his his credentials there. So he has this this article. It's it's not like a short article that you'd find in a magazine. It's actually a, a quite a long article here that has a lot of Hamilton history in it. It's easy to read. I, I found it engaging, and I found out a lot about the Hamiltons that might warrant a second episode on the Hamiltons, but we'll save that for later. And so... And I'll post, I'll, I'll post some way to reach this in the, in the show notes that you can check this article out and have it yourself, especially if you have a personal connection to the Hamiltons and, and have never seen this. And it's got a lot of information about the History Clan, a lot more than what you're going to find at, on a Wikipedia article. Uh, before I jump in and just actually go ahead and tell you the story, 
I wanted to give the the no kidding ad for USA Kilts. Uh, these they are my sponsor, and and I and I and I want you to know that I reached out to them. Okay, they weren't they didn't hear the podcast and come clamoring to me, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I guess I'll do this. What do you guys What's in it for me? That's not how this that's not that's not how this went. I I first found out about them just looking for kilt manufacturers on the internet. I found them. I got to looking through their website, usakilts.com. I found a ton of stuff on there, not just kilts, like everything that you'd ever wear with a kilt, but then, and the kilt, the, the kilt itself, and they offer several different types of kilt. And if, anyway, there's just, if you want to know more about them, I actually did an episode with them and posted it a while back. But, the uh, the kilts are well made. So I ordered the five yard kilt, wool kilt, and I I love wearing it. It feels good. It's like I said, it feels well made. I had a very positive experience with them when it comes to customer service. And keep in mind, I reached out to them and, and said, hey, what about being my sponsor? And then we arranged for everything. I said, hey, so they well, you got to have one of our products if you're gonna testify, right? And so they hooked me up with the kilt. I love it. I love, I bought a few other pieces with it, like the Sporin and some other stuff, and I just, I love it, I love wearing it, it's good stuff. Also, go check out their YouTube channel, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, USA Kilts and Celtic Traditions is the name of the YouTube channel. They keep out, they keep coming with the content, they keep, they keep coming, they have so much good content on that. When it comes to anything that you ever wanted to know about wearing a kilt, them. Rocky is the expert when it, I, I think he's the Rocky and Eric who are the ones that you'll see most often on their their YouTube videos. Rocky is the kilt guy. He's the the driving force behind the business. And when it comes to anything you want to know about kilts, how to wear them, what to wear with them, all that stuff, he's the guy. Eric Eric knows a lot about that too, but he's the history guy. And so, and a lot of questions that deal specifically with history, Rocky will turn it over to Eric and he'll jump into that. Although, like I, like Eric overlaps into Rocky's specialty, Rocky, Rocky does know some historical things about kilts and uh, he's not he's not ignorant when it comes to that. So the, the, between the two of them, they have just this wealth of knowledge that I find very engaging, very interesting, and very informative. So I encourage you to go check out USA Kilts and Celtic Traditions, their YouTube channel. All right, so let me actually read to you. I'm, I'm just going to turn to this, this article that I mentioned that I cited earlier. And I'm just going to read it. It's, it's, a, it's just one paragraph. It's a longer paragraph, but it's just one paragraph. And this is the story. So, quote... According to legend, King Robert the Bruce sent one Gilbert de Hamilton, de Hamilton with a T, to England in 1325 to represent the Bruce at the English court. There, Hamilton got into a fight with a member of the powerful Dispenser family and killed him. Hamilton and his squire fled toward Scotland, hotly pursued by members of the enraged Dispenser family. At a certain point, their horses were tiring, and Hamilton and his squire believed they were close to being captured. They were entering a forested area when Hamilton spotted two woodcutters cutting down an oak tree with a two-man frame saw. Hamilton and his squire quickly exchanged clothes with the woodcutters, 
grabbed the saw, and continued sawing away at the oak. As their enemies drew near, Hamilton noticed that his squire was looking decidedly nervous. Afraid that the squire might give them away with his frightened stares, Hamilton diverted the squire's attention by shouting, Through! which in those days was the warning given when a tree was about to fall. The squire redirected his attention toward the oak, and the dispensers rode off in further search of their quarry. The Hamiltons subsequently adopted the cry of through as their motto or battle cry, and the clan crest contains an oak tree being cut by a frame saw. Close quote. So that's the story of how they got their war cry or motto through. Let me just make a couple of notes on this, just a couple of observations, um, little little things that pertain to understanding Scottish clans. Okay, so one thing I'm looking at as at the Hamiltons is, were the Hamiltons a clan or were they just an aristocratic family in Scotland that looked a lot like their English counterparts? You know that this is a theme that we have dealt with a lot in this podcast, and it's actually one of the questions driving me behind my research as I started this podcast. Because it says that the Hamiltons as a group adopted this war cry, this cry of through, which seems to be the ancient equivalent, the ancient English equivalent of timber what we'd shout here in America when we're felling a tree. So, I don't know. Reading through this article, which I don't have, I'm not going to take nearly the time to get into this, but it seems like there we could, we could find evidence of them working together as a kindred, looking a lot like a clan. I understand clan's a highland, it's a Gaelic word, but like I've said before, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. It might be a duck, right? Even though there's a different name for it. So there's that. Um, to even have a clan war cry, were they a clan? So that's that's probably an issue we'll take up some other time. Another thing that I wanted to, I had the question that I had from this is what happened to the woodcutters? So they exchanged clothes with them. So now you have these two woodcutters that kind of look like who the dispensers are chasing. Did they like the dispensers catch him and kill him, or did they catch him and recognize this isn't the guy that we just saw? Anyway, that's a question I got. Whatever happened to them? But I think the main question here is did the story really happen? So it's a legend, it and it says as much in the article, it never claims that this is the eternal truth, gospel, whatever. But it just, just because it's an a legend that's been ta- passed down, does that mean we need to toss it out? I, I personally maintain an open mind to the fact that this could have possibly actually been handed down as truth, as something that actually happened. And I, I guess it doesn't really matter to me whether it happened or not, but I leave the door wide open that it could have happened. There's nothing really far-fetched in here that's so far beyond like what I really think could actually happen. There's no deep historical anachronisms, although I did not research whether the dispensers, like all about them, and really it's, it's a legend, and that's how they got their war cry. And it, it, I guess I, I think the legends are cool whether they happen or not. But in my head, could, I, I, we do know for sure that, and this is something I could get into in a subsequent episode, like I told you, there's a lot of cool stuff in here that might warrant a, a part two to this, but the 
the Hamiltons, so this is in the early 1300s, right? And it says Robert the Bruce sent them down, sent this man to represent down to England. The Hamiltons did gain quite a lot of favor with Robert the Bruce by handing over a key castle to him um, during those during that that war for independence. There, I know there was wars plural there for independence, but as as Robert the Bruce is really trying to solidify his hold on the throne. The Hamiltons came through in a pretty important moment, and they became very important people to him. So it's not far-fetched that he would have sent a Hamilton to represent Scotland down to England. So um, that much is true. But anyway, yes, yeah, so there's the legend of how the Hamiltons got their war cry through. So next time, maybe join me for a look at were the Hamiltons a clan, and if so, what proof would we could we find about that? And... And maybe some other interesting points about the Hamiltons, which this Hamilton gentleman that I'm reading the article of and taking most of my information from, um, that he in, included in this article. So there's a lot to dive into. I came, I walked away from that article thinking, wow, the Hamiltons have a really cool history here. So if you have anything to add to what we talked about today or further questions, there's a couple different ways you can get in touch with me. One, if you want to send me a personal email, Go to thescottishclans at gmail.com. You can reach out on Facebook. To We've got a Facebook group called the Scottish Clans, group, and it's a group. There's a page. That's us too, but we moved over to the group. And you can also leave a review or a, a comment on Podbean, podbean.com, or you can go do, do an Apple Podcast review, which that would be really good too because that's that's the by far the most widely listened to platform. So. That's where we're at, and join me next time for a little bit more on the Hamiltons, and until then, Marsh and Lave and Rasta.